And we are the Boo Crew. Welcome to episode 173. This time around, you are joined by the spooky musical collective of some of the most talented songwriters in the industry. They have congregated around their passion for Halloween and horror. They are back with their new album, The Sequel, featuring special guests Bruce Campbell and John Kassir, among many others. Let's go trick-or-treating with Lovecraft. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down the spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and steal your doom tonight. Go ahead, scream. That's all we need. Another victim crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew autopsy. Joining the Boo Crew via the Speakeasy studio are great friends of the show. At the heart of this spooky musical collective is a trio of the minds and talent behind the best love songs of all time. Evan Bogart, a.k.a. Little Pumpkin, the Grammy-winning songwriter who gave us Beyonce's Halo, Rihanna's S.O.S., and in our opinion, one of the best pop collections of all time, Bridget Mendler's Genius Hello My Name album, among many others. Also, MNDR, a.k.a. Deep Cuts, and Red Rum NDR, who has had immense success as a solo artist, songwriter, and producer, including her chart-topping work with Mark Ronson, Rita Ora, Charlie XCX, performing as a touring member of Duran Duran and winning a Grammy in 2017. Rounding out the trio is one of the world's most sought-after music producers, engineers, songwriters, and remixers, a three-time Grammy Award winner who, for this project, goes under the name Norman Crates. Together, they conjured up 2019's This Is Halloween Volume 1. The album was an exploration and celebration of their love of horror and the time of the year when the veil between the spirit world and the living is at its thinnest. It drew critical acclaim, ended up creating deals with Netflix and Freeform, and saw them be a part of the groundbreaking campaign for Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Season 3. They embedded themselves into Halloween as impassioned messengers. They were creatively integrated into one of the world's biggest Halloween events, LA's Midsummer Scream, and this year, they're back. They've expanded their universe, and along with it, created new ways to make you a part of their terrifying journey. They have found a kindred spirit in new collaborators, two of which they have brought with them today, and they are not messing around. A singer-songwriter whose brash inventiveness and musical exploration, whose project Ultraviolet Sound, were game-changers in the EDM movement, clashing electro with candied apple hooks laced with razor blades. This groundbreaking work led her to writing hits for everyone from Iggy Azalea to Nicki Minaj, Justin Bieber, Five Seconds of Summer, and the best-selling song in digital history, Katy Perry's Dark Horse, among many others. Sarah Hudson, a.k.a. Olivia Demon Spawn. Finally, the brilliant architect of the current sound of pop music. It is her inventiveness, her effervescent spark, her unconventional storytelling through song, and her divine ability to construct the most memorable melodies, perhaps in history. She is an alchemist of groove who single-handedly changed music forever and continues to reinvent and innovate daily with her songwriting and her inspirational solo career. Eight-time BMI Music Award winner behind such hits as Tayo Cruz's Dynamite, Britney Spears' Hold It Against Me, and no less than five of the songs that made Katy Perry a superstar, including Last Friday Night, California Girls, and Teenage Dream, The Illustrious Gift, Evil McQueen, a.k.a. Bonnie fucking McKee. The new album is called The Sequel, 
we welcome the collective known as Lovecraft. Yeah! That was amazing. Congratulations on this amazing work with the sequel. Thank you so much for hanging with us today. Yes. Just quickly wanted to go around the room and get each of your picks for the horror film that changed you. We'll start with Evan, Lil Pumpkin. Well, the horror film that changed me, like of all time, the horror film that changed me, the original, I mean, I always go back to the original Poltergeist. It's uh, by far my favorite. I-, I love it. But I would like to say there's a horror film that's changed me in the last year and that, and that I, I, I didn't see until recently, which was Trained to Busan. Mm. Sorry, I don't mean to like jump into something that I, I just like. I'm obsessed with that movie. I'm, I don't know why, but I just loved it so much. Anyway, Korean horror films are tight. Amen. They're really on. They're really on, on fire. But yeah, but yeah, the the, the OG Poltergeist for me. MNDR. What about you? Toby Cooper's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm, there is yes. just really so much sinister activity you could tell behind the camera. That makes it an extra layer of like, good God, no one was safe on that set. That dinner scene, man, still, oh, has there ever been a horror scene in bright lights that has been that sadistic? I don't really know. Right? Or like the hitchhiker in the back of the van, right? Ed Neal's performance, it felt real. That's the thing. That movie yeah, felt like a documentary yeah. to me. When you mix Ellis. D and horror and rural Texas. That's what you get in the seven. <laughs> and what about you, Norman Crates? <laughs> <laughs> that says it all. With Mike Myers mask. <laughs> How about Olivia Demon Spawn? The one that changed me. I mean, Rosemary's Baby is my favorite movie of all time, but I have to say the one that changed me was um, When a Stranger Calls. The original with Carol Kane. I don't know if you remember it, but I saw I was so little and it was like on TV or, or something. And I was just traumatized. Like I was it really stuck in my DNA. I have to say when a stranger calls, I never wanted to be alone in a, with a babysitter ever again. <laughs> and finally, Bonnie, Evil McQueen. Evil McQueen. My parents, for some reason, would let me go to Blockbuster and go to the horror section. And I would look at all the artwork and it was very sexy, a lot of it. And I think that uh, the one that got me first was Nightmare on Elm Street with the claws in the bathtub, the girl in the bathtub. And then there was something like kind of sexy about Freddy Krueger. <laughs> and, and like from childhood, I would have weird sex dreams about Freddy Krueger and sometimes they still have, I mean, he literally haunted me in my dreams. So wow. that was a book. Also Johnny Depp with the bloody waterbed. <laughs> <laughs> That's erotic. <laughs> so for those of you who miss, or for listeners who have missed uh, Lovecraft's appearance back on episode 81, I think it was, I believe. Evan, take us briefly down the path of the inception of the project to begin with. We're just basically a bunch of spooky, obsessed songwriters and producers who have just found each other because of our love for Halloween and Halloween music and everything horror. I mean, we, we've written with each other in our normal lives, I guess we would call it. But there's just a bunch of us that just kind of gravitated towards each other. It actually started, the first one was actually I wrote a Halloween song in a, in a castle on the coast of Denmark back in 2016 and swore at that moment that we were going to start a, a whole new uh, batch of original Halloween music. And I grew up obsessed with Halloween, doing everything. My mom and all the kids that come to our house, we throw all the parties and, and just, I love the music so much, but you know, we all kind of felt like 
the same songs we grew up listening to are the same songs that are available now for kids to listen to. And we just felt like as Halloween obsessed hit makers, it was our duty to bestow on the next generation, a whole batch decades worth of new original Halloween music. And uh, it's just become a passion for all of us. I mean, it's, it's really t- kind of taken over our lives at this point. That's great as it should. So since this is Halloween volume one came out, some massive things were achieved. One of which is that phenomenal viral video created for chilling adventures of Sabrina season three with Kieran and Shipka singing a completely altered version of Skeleton Sam. So tell us about how that came about. And is that Kieran actually singing the vocal on the track? Yeah, that is. That's her. Um, You know, they reached out Netflix, the music supervisor on that show, and she reached out for an original song by MNDR by the other side of me. And we had just finished. This is Halloween volume one. And I said, well, funny, you should ask because I'm obsessed with, with all things horror and Evan Bogart and Norman Crates and I like got together with a bunch of friends and made a spooky album. And so played it for her and she, they really loved this song called Skeleton Sam, which I did not originally write. That was uh, Evan and Sarah Berrios, a.k.a. Scariana Grande and Justin Gray, a.k.a. Count Dracula. And they loved it, but definitely wanted it. They had an idea that they, wa- they wanted it to be a musical. So they wanted it to fit the narrative of that season. And so I luckily was jumped into the cult and when got to mix it up in in the cauldron and and we uh came up with straight to hell and kiernan sang the record she was she's singing on it that is so cool did you guys get to actually reproduce the track with her or was that sent elsewhere and they they took care of that yes yeah so justin uh count tracula is the producer um i don't think we added much on production do you remember little pumpkin that was a little bit because because they wanted it to, they wanted it to really push the narrative forward. So we created the whole intro of her walking through like the forest, and we were trying to time it up with what they wanted to do with the video. Like we had a sketch of what they wanted it to be, and really it was about trying to tie see the, the finale of season two to season three and push the narrative into the into the pilot episode. So we were kind of tasked with with creating Norman's killing me. We were kind of we were kind of tasked with creating these connectors between the two seasons which was a lot of fun to do because we're all, we're all huge fans of the show. So can't wait for season four, hopefully soon. It would be nice. It would be nice if it was the next season of everything. Yeah. So right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so when did work on the follow-up to, uh, you know, the sequel that we have it, when did that start? January 4th. I'm not like, not even kidding. Like, not the first two weeks of January. Couldn't wait. It was, yeah, couldn't wait. And thankfully so, because of everything that went down with COVID and quarantine, like who knows how this would have been made and remotely. But yeah, we jumped right in. Like we, the first two weeks of January, you know, we were, we were like uh, on a mission, you know, man on fire. It was incredible. We were, but I also like to say that we did celebrate a spooky Christmas as well. Like we started the sequel in January, but we did end 2019 with Naughty and Nice. Yeah, that's right. Our Krampus smash. (laughs) 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 And I, every year I throw a Krampus party. Yes. Where we have like a demonic Christmas party and (laughs) some people are offended. Like I'll, I'll make a little invite and they're like, um, Christmas is not about that. 
but we have a good time with it. I wear my horns. I get my upside down cross. I'm like all about it. That's yeah. right. Oh, I love oh, that. Nice. nice. Have you seen the spirit Halloween, like giant Krampus that they have? It's oh yeah. Life size Krampus this year. It's spirit. It's huge. <sighs> and it, it looks amazing. I haven't seen it in person, but online I'm like, Oh, yeah, it's like seven or eight feet tall, this giant Krampus. You got to get it for your party. <laughs> I guess next year's party. <laughs> or just a party by yourself. Just you and you and the giant Krampus. Well, speaking of that, Eva McQueen, how did you become involved in this new version, the sequel? Well, um, I knew that Lil Punkin had been working on this last year. And um, we had lunch at the end of last year. And... He was telling me about it and I was like, I have to be involved in this. Like I am Halloween queen. I take costumes very, very seriously. I like to hand make my costumes. I made a couple years ago, a whole centaur costume out with my bare hands. I went to Joanne Fabrics and I made an entire horse body. Like I don't fuck around when it comes to Halloween. I, I last year I did um, a sci-fi theme party at my house. I rented a DeLorean so that everyone could take pictures with it. We lit the pool green. We did the whole thing. And um, I was a Soriyama robot and it was amazing. So I just, I had to be involved. And also there is such a lack of Halloween music in the world. And I was always bothered by that as a child because you got Monster Mash and you got Thriller, right? Pretty much. So a few years ago, I put out a song called Sleepwalker that, and I made a zombie themed music video for it. So I was like, I've always been on that, that spooky pop kick, you know? Um, so I was so excited when Lil Punkin asked me to come and participate and I, I hope to participate again. It's like, it's like a dream come true. Honestly, thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for being a part of it. <laughs> if you were going to do a Halloween costume this year, what would have it been? Are you still planning to do one just by yourself? Well, as a matter of fact, um, I'm on set right now for a photo shoot. I, I'm wearing a weird like. <laughs> Whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> holes in my body. Um, and I but I'm the big look that I'm doing because we're just doing a bunch of fun stuff. that's kind of spooky uh, for Lovecraft. But I'm doing um, like a living statue, kind of like a, a weeping angel statue. So we're going to paint me like marble and then um, have like a little moss and like gold tears and gold cracks and whole thing. So I just I love a challenge and I always pick the hardest thing. There has to be like something that lights up or something that's impossible to do. <laughs> I just like stay up for, you know, first I plan it in August, of course. And then I stay up till six o'clock in the morning the night before, like perfecting everything and driving myself crazy. <laughs> That's rad. Olivia Demon Spawn, how about yourself coming into the fold with Lovecraft? I had known about it because, you know, Evan and, and Amanda are two of my closest friends. And, you know, we I just have always admired what they've done with the project and been watching it the first time around and then um evan asked me to come and be involved in the the writing in earlier this year and you know i am also a spooky obsessed individual and of course like this is a dream project you know especially for a songwriter you're just you know you're kind of catering to other artists and trying to stay in this lane of you know pop music or whatever so any chance to do something creative and spooky and halloween themed is like a full dream come true it's not like oh we're writing a christmas album it's like halloween it's like bonnie said 
there's such a lack of music for this holiday, you know? So I was like, obviously I would love to do this. And yeah, we wrote and we wrote um, Exercise the Demons. It was so fun. And the studio was, it was like Halloween in January, basically. All decked out, Halloween themed at the top of the year. I, I want to join the party. So if you guys need like cowbell next time, I can do more cowbell. <laughs> more Just cowbell. let me know. Always need it. <laughs> I was wondering, you know, uh, for these awesome spooky tunes, do you guys approach the songwriting process the same as your pop hits? Or is there a new different approach? Like who kicks it off? I personally always like to try to start with a title, especially if we're we're working in a specific for a specific story. So I came in with um, I had ferocious sitting around and dressed to kill. I was like, you know, for ha- Halloween for me, like I love horror, but I also just love to play dress up. So we wrote dress to kill. I had the idea of dress to kill because it's like I feel like for girls a lot of times it's like dressing up is the fun part and I, there's not any songs about that there's not like a let's get dressed up for halloween song right so um i, I wanted to to corner that one <laughs> and sarah how about you i think you know the approach is the same in the sense of like we want there to be a hook we want there to be you know things that people can remember and sing along to but it's a broader spectrum, I think, of creativity. You know, you can be a little freaky and out of the box and come up with this crazy, like, you know, horror story in, in your mind that you want to write about. So it's di- it's different because you're not trying to fit into this, you know, streamline. But like, yeah, it's the same in the sense of hookiness and pop music and, you know, remembering like, the hook and the, your favorite parts of the song. So yeah, I think, I think it's same, but different. And Bonnie, your, your tracks ferocious and dress to kill have this very lush eighties synth sounds. What do those sounds yeah, awaken yeah. in you? First of all, I'm just obsessed with the eighties. I love like late seventies, early eighties is like golden hour for me. And I was happy because I, I came in and um, Justin Gray had had made this track that was already very 80s. And I was like, this is exactly in my wheelhouse. And like, I hope that I get to sing this because, you know, there are lots of people that, that we could put on these songs. So I'm really grateful that they let me keep my my voice on it. I mean, they know that I probably would have killed them if they didn't let me. Dress <laughs> as evil. Um, that's like the golden era, I think, for horror is like the 80s. So I, feel, I think it's really appropriate that it sounds that way, that it's in that soundscape. The Boo Crew will be right back. You are babysitting for a family. Hello? Have you checked the children? What? Hello, could you get me the police? If he calls again, we can try to trace it. Leave me We've traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. Just get out of that house. Stranger Calls. Rated R. What sorts of ways did you find the production approach this time around was elevated to craft even a more visual and darker experience? Yeah, I think we we learned a lot from This is Halloween Volume 1. And I think this year we approached it really by like, uh, <laughs> again, like we're playing in the the horror, like the tradition of horror music. 
with like like Bonnie said with like the 80s has specifically such a uh, imprint on what Halloween what spooky sounds like and but I think this year we attacked it really like how do we take all those ideas and then put it through a modern 2020 2019 like pop filter so that it can sort of hit all these generations of music lovers from like little kids to people that maybe are more nuanced and are, are maybe not paying attention to music that's happening right now. So I, I feel like we kind of stepped away from what I like to say is trying to, to get like some dollar tree love and into like some spooky dollar tree candy music into some, uh, a more nuanced bow 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 wow wows I want candy through a 2020. Nice, nice. <laughs> Trying nice. to like not only own Halloween, but own the spooky airwaves, all of them. Love it. So a nice. particularly sinister moment on the album would have to be when the devil calls my name. That's a particularly dark track. What's the story behind that one? I would seriously, that is a great example of what we're talking about. I'm going to throw this one over to Little Pumpkin. Yeah. I mean, it, that was actually, it was, we had, we had finished writing for the day and scary and grande hung back with count Dracula and they were in, they were like in the studio. We were like, what are you guys working on? They're like, we said this idea, we're just going to throw it down for a second. And like an hour later, they had this second song written. That was just them that had, they just, I don't know what was like something they were possessed. And it was just like, I was like, Oh, it was just so spooky. Like it was the scariest thing we've done in my opinion. I mean, I, I, especially just like where her harmonies on it and the way that she, the way that she, her melodies change and the chords change. And it just takes you on this journey. And then the outro and you're like, what is, it's just really, it's honestly, it was, it's really theatrical and cinematic. And, and we hadn't really gone there yet as a collective until this song. I, I think we'll probably end up doing more of that going forward as well. Oh, that's awesome. So tell us about some of the phenomenal guest appearances on the album in terms of some of horror's biggest stars make an appearance. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, on Olivia's song, Exercise the Demons, Bruce Campbell sings the chorus with her, which is just the legendary Bruce Campbell, <laughs> who has just been like a man of little words, but very poignant words. He's been amazing to, do, to deal with, but he's just very like to the point. You know, it's awesome. And also he, he brought a spirit like he truly loves the spirit of horror and the spirit of spooky because yeah. just the enthusiasm, the the ease of workability through having to do this remotely. I mean, for me, when Evan like little, excuse me, a little pumpkin called Norman and I, I was about and told us the news. Uh, I was just like, are you kidding me? Like he turned, he, to, he literally turned, he heard, he heard exercise the demons. He freaked. He, like, he was like, this is amazing. And literally the next morning we had everything recorded. He recorded it up in Oregon in his, at his place and sent us the tracks, the vocals overnight. It was just, and he nailed it. It was just like, Oh perfect. my like, God. The feeling yeah. dude clicking on that file must've just been, Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. And also equally as exciting was, was Kassir because we're obviously obsessed with Crypt Keeper and Tales from the Crypt and stuff. He is just, one of the funniest people ever uh, who in every conversation just kind of like dips in and out of character, yeah. which is really, which is really amazing. You know, like just in full on conversations, he's like, all of a sudden he's John. And then all of a sudden he's the Crypt Keeper and, and yep. all within the same, sometimes within the same sentence. It's pretty cool. 
<laughs> yeah, dropping a kitties in the middle of a sentence. Right. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, awesome. Kitties. He's like, yeah, I'm recording this vocal. I'll send it to you later. Kitties. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but it's amazing. Like, he's so he's so good at voices. Like, and, and you know, and he actually like ran through different voice ideas too and how he kind of wanted to like make it his own Vincent Price moment. So kind of be the Crypt Keeper, but not really like he wanted to kind of do this other character at the same time. And, um, but of course, when, when, uh, when he just went for it on that last chorus, he, he went full Crypt Keeper on that last chorus, which was, which was just like chills. It's awesome. Oh, it's a dream come true. And Leo, you had a question about uh, some of your favorite tracks. Yeah. Some of those tracks I really loved off this record is, uh, Psycho, Exercise the Demons, Dead Heartbeat, uh, Spooky, Scary Skeletons. I was curious for each of you, what was your favorite track to compose and record? Mm. Ooh, it's like a Sophie's Choice. It's a spooky Sophie's Choice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're all all like my demons one. No pun for Olivia over there. But for me, I love them all for different reasons. They just like, I feel like in anything that we do, I don't know, just speaking about writing as we're all creatives in front and behind the scenes you know if you really love something it really writes itself so that's my like feeling on that yeah i I totally get like all of this both of the songs that we worked on on this really wrote themselves it was one of those things where it was like done in a day you know and that's really kind of rare for um exercise the demons i remember there was like a big wasn't there a big exercise ball in the studio yeah, 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 yeah. you were you were sitting you were sitting on it and i was sitting on it and like bouncing on it and it, like they said it just wrote itself you know it was it was so fun and obviously we were inspired by you know olivia newton john and and let's get physical and like working out you know so it just all came together it was amazing yeah, I feel for, like for, the great. Oh, go ahead. Sorry about that. No, I was just going to say for for me, honestly, my my two favorite experiences during our two weeks were exercise writing exercise of the demons with Olivia and writing ferocious with Evil McQueen. But one of the songs, and I and and, and Leo just mentioned it that was not written or was by us at all, but was not even created during those two weeks is Spooky Scary Skeletons. And that I had so much fun doing. We actually made that at the, at the request of Freeform and Andrew Gold's estate, who originally, the guy who originally wrote the original Spooky Scary Skeletons. And they basically came to Freeform, came to us and said, we love Spooky Scary Skeletons. We love Lovecraft. Can you Lovecraft Spooky Scary Skeletons for 31 Nights of Halloween? And of course, we, we, we said, yeah. And that was just breathing new life into that song, which is just such an iconic Halloween song, like a classic and doing our own version of it. And then Deja Voodoo adding his rap to it was just, that that was a lot of fun too. I mean, I I don't want to leave that out. Leo mentioned it and we hadn't really talked about it. It's great. It was a lot of fun. And honestly, being a part of 31 Nights of Halloween, that campaign is just iconic. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, we we actually we actually said last year after this is Halloween Volume One, like next year we have to write the theme song for Thirty One Nights Halloween. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making yeah. it up now. Like it was a we were on a mission, and then we got the phone call, and I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, like we literally got got the phone call to do it. So that was pretty cool. Did you guys go to the drive-through for the Thirty One Nights? I'm so jealous. Like I woke up so early to get tickets, and it was like you're. Number three thousand. So oh yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So I, I hit, I hit freeform, like literally the minute it sold out. And I was like, um, so I tried to go like the normal way to get tickets and I don't want to bother you, but, but I'm going to buy that out. Can you, <laughs> can you guys hook us up? And they're like, well, it's a lot, a lot of high demand. We're not sure if we can. And I was like, well, and we did the theme song <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they, 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 they hit us like the day before. And they were like, we got you in the tomorrow night. I was like, oh, wow. Great. Cool. It's yeah. crazy. It was really only cool. one weekend. Like, I know. Right? Yeah, you'd think with that much attention and that many people interested. Yeah, extend it. But yeah. everyone wants an excuse to leave their house right now. They should definitely. Extend exactly. It. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, speaking of yeah. that, like on that note, how has the pandemic affected the plans that you had originally for this year? And at the same time, what doors has it opened in terms of innovating around the limitations and coming up with new ways of letting the listeners in on this experience. I'm going to start this one off because this is the year of the dramatic pivots. Like I feel like Lil Punkin, Norman Crates, and I have been on the phone every day since the pandemic, since the complete shutdown. Originally we had a huge event, which I'm going to let Lil Punkin tell you about, but I just want to give you this overview that we were heartbroken that we realized like there's not going to be a physical Halloween. We, we called it shorting Halloween. We, we didn't know for sure, but based on where the numbers were heading in terms of in real life events. And we had some really big ones planned for 2020. And I remember we, I was walking with Norman crates and we were on the phone with Lil pumpkin. And, and I was like, we, we are the center of spooky music and what that means. And we're not going to let this like hold us back. We are going to do everything we can do of bringing the experiences we love into people's lives. However, we can do that. So we did about 7,000 pivots and 50 million like, like spooky ideas that went all the way. And then some just kind of fizzled out because they weren't enough time. And it was I've the most work that I love that I think we've ever done. And I'm so proud of where we're at right now. And Lil Pumpkin, like you should tell us more about everything that's going on. We, are, are we were going to do, originally we were going to do this thing, which we're hoping to do next year, which was kind of like this in real life, uh, immersive experience. And, and obviously we're huge fans of all of the immersive theater that happens in, in, in LA and, and, and have gotten to know folks like Justin Fix, who does like Creep and, and Noah, who runs No Persinium and stuff like that. And, and obviously David Markland has introduced us some great people through Midsummer, And we're, we wanted to do kind of our own experience called Lovecraft Hotel, where you would go into this hotel, which we, had, we were going to have in, in East Hollywood. And every room was going to be this immersive experience based on each song on the record. So whether it was going to be like just something, some visuals or it was going to be an act, like acting going on or some sort of interactive escape room, figure out some codes, like things like we, every room was going to have something different about it. But it was all going to be kind of this like artistic ex visual expression based on the feeling you get from listening to each song. And the song would be playing on loop in each room and so we had gone down the road of like after the last album and, and with respect to like putting together like immersive event planners and like the whole pr and like everything and then you know, like uh, deep cut said we we kind of we pivoted and we, we put it on hold and, and we had to figure out how to make everything virtual which is 
which is great. We've, we've done a lot of video content. We have our own 30 minute zombie workout video, uh, exercise video, which we're actually doing live with Hyperbody on, on Halloween morning, which is set to, uh, the video is set to exercise the demons, the theme around it. But she basically, we did like a 30 minute workout to all of our music, a mix. And we've done a ton of different other video content. Elon McQueen made this really cool visualizer for, for I mean, we've all, everybody's been chipping in and doing this, a ton of great stuff. And then we're doing live screams on YouTube, on Bluetooth live every Saturday night where uh, this, this last one, this last weekend, we, we, we live streamed a pumpkin carving. We have a Halloween, we have a uh, Halloween candy unboxing coming up this weekend and a makeup yeah. tutorial uh, that Eva McQueen's going to do with Morgan McMichael, Morgan McMichael Myers and Morgan McMichaels. And we have all the great, amazing DJ sets that, that uh, deep cuts and Norman crates have been doing. And it's just, it's been great to connect with people in a different way. Everybody's super engaged on all of our socials and everywhere. And uh, people are thanking us for kind of like just being, doing another record, first of all, but also just having all of these other kind of treats, tricks and treats for people to, to get considering they can't actually trick or treat. <laughs> so it's been, it's been really great. The fan engagement has been amazing. I mean, we, you know, I, I don't think we realized until this year how much last year's record really resonated with the community and this year, it's just been just a great experience. We also teamed up with Mixtape Massacre. Do you know that board game? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we became really good friends with them this year. And they, we love the board game. It's an amazing board game. We all have it. And we're, we, uh, they did an amazing live stream event. Do you remember the VHS board games back in the 80s, 90s? They did a version of that with our music making these like, while you play the board game, there's interruptions via, and they did it on YouTube. So it was a live event on YouTube with these interruptions that do twists and turns on the board game. And we partnered with them on the music side, did that, the virtual after party, and they are doing another event on Saturday, the 24th, which we'll be a part of as well. Very cool. So what's the best way nice. people can stay on top of all this stuff by following you? What are the socials? I feel like Lovecraft.net, our our mailing list is where you LBC can get LBCRFT. Yeah, be... No vowels. LBCRFT.net. Uh, if you sign up on our mailing list, that will give you the full schedule. Obviously, the schedule's on the website and just the regular socials from that, like Instagram, Lovecraft Official. Again, that's LBCRFT Official. And we're doing um, all of our live streaming on YouTube. So, aka, bootube for our live screams so you can find us all on that that's Love very cool. i saw the little pumpkin carving one and i learned a really good tip which was to wet the back of the stencil like the paper when you put it on the pumpkin because then it sticks and it's easier i never even thought of that that's yes. right. <laughs> norman, norman crates, norman right. crates yes. like literally right before we started the live stream he was like wet the stencil. I'm like, what? He's like, wet the stencil. I'm like, why? And he's like, it sticks to the pumpkin. I was like, oh my God, mind blown. Like, I had no idea. I was like, how, I was like, how am I going to get this to form around the pumpkin? And by the way, pumpkin carving in very dim light with a large knife while, while answering comments is not for the faint of heart. I would like to (laughs) just say, I'm very lucky that I have all of my my appenditures at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll, we'll end it by, Hey, the sequel to the sequel, the part three, is it already in progress? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We we have a bunch of ideas. 
Yes. <laughs> we want to go in. Um, we want to start it like right away at the beginning of next year again. And um, we have a lot of plans for it. So we actually kind of have a name for it already too, which is cool. Oh, we have more music coming out. We also have more music coming out this year, by the way. Really? We have the sequel, the remixes, which is coming out this Friday with our, our lead single where our RAC is a Grammy award winning remixer mix psycho M and DR mixed. Um, what song did you mix? Bite. Yeah. And then we have some other remixes on there. We're dropping our first single from our Dia de los Muertos EP, which is called Amor de los Muertos, and is, is featuring uh, Lau Yorona, Lau Ra, who's going by Lau Yorona, and Kat Dahlia, who's going by Devil Dahlia. And on October 30th, we're dropping the Dia de los Muertos EP, which also features Jarena DeMarco and Cachet from Bad Bunny's Camp. And so, yeah, we're, we're, we're venturing. We, we got new music coming out every Friday for the rest of the year. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's awesome. Rest of spooky season. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, it's like full on. And we made a trailer this year. I also really encourage people to like explore our website and explore our socials. There's tons. We're we are not novice horror lovers. We are horror deep, deep cuts, deep corners of the underworld. And there are Easter eggs. There is lots to dig if you're bored at home on the highlights on every corner of our website. So definitely go and check out their Easter eggs hidden. We also resurrected our, I guess our mascot, the Reaper who um, is the cover of uh, the sequel and also uh, makes nearly all of the public performances on our Instagram. And if you Shazam one of our songs, there's a Easter egg that happens. There's a lot going on. That's all I got to say. That's amazing. It's fun. You can hang in Lovecraft for a long time. We love you guys so much. Thank you again so much for joining us. And thanks for doing what you're doing and keeping Halloween alive, man. We love it. Thank you. Thank you guys for keeping Halloween alive and uh, everything, horror culture, all of it. And honestly, I just want to say thank you even more so to Olivia and to Eva McQueen for, for being a part of this. Like, thank you guys. We're two of our closest friends and we're just so yes. happy you guys are on the record and, and a part of what we're doing. Love you guys. Okay, Love you. Thank you for having us. We miss you. Let's do this next year. Yes, but yes, like yes. In yeah, here. In here. Yes, yes oh, sure. live. That would be so much fun. That would be awesome. That was the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 173. Special thanks to our guests, Lovecraft. Follow them at Lovecraft Official. That's LVCRFT Official on Instagram and Twitter and Lovecraft.net, LVCRFT.net, and get their new album, The Sequel, available everywhere now. Music for this episode from Lovecraft. Production tracks provided by Powerman 5000. Till next time, it's the Boo Crew saying sweet screams. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand. Chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation. Part of the bloody disgusting Podcast Network. Bye. A bloody disgusting podcast network. Home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews. SCP archives. Weekly full cast storytelling. Horror queers. Genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective. And creepy. For disturbing and terrifying creepy pastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.